Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for your Retirement Elevated. This is the Retirement Elevated Podcast. Walter Storholt alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder and managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the Kansas City metro area, but also serving clients all across the country as well. You can find past episodes and get in touch with us by going to listentoscott.com. And Scott, I feel like I'm talking to someone who touched royalty recently here on the show. You were in the presence of a pretty well-known financial figure recently and came out to one of your events. And, you know, I, I feel like a little extra zip coming off of you today. You, you were in the presence of the great David McKnight recently. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I do feel special uh, fr- from that. So, you know, we were, we were very fortunate uh, that uh, Mr. David McKnight, the, he's the author of the best-selling book, The Power of Zero. And it's all about, you know, tax minimization and, you know, basically paying your fair share, of course, but structuring your situation where uh, you're paying the least amount legally possible. And so we brought him in at the end of the year, into 2019. Uh, we had two events. Everyone got a copy of his book. He stuck around, actually signed several books. He's a very gracious gentleman. I got to spend some time with him before and after the events and he actually came to our office between because we had a morning and evening event and just a fantastic person and he gave us a lot of a time with us and gave us a lot of uh, wisdom and training so and our, we had rave reviews probably one of the best speakers we've had to date um, so much so that uh, we're actually bringing him back in the middle of 2020 because we had such a great, uh, great response for that. So I thought today we'd recap uh, some of the highlights of that event and we talk about the book, but more importantly, talk about how we're utilizing some of those concepts in our day-to-day practice to help our clients have the most efficient tax income plan that's possible. So if you were, uh, this is like the, in sports, they always have those, uh, you know, if you were starting a team today, you know, who would, who would be your first people to draft on your team? You know, if you were starting an NFL team and you could draft anybody, who would you start that team with? David McKnight would probably be, if we were starting a financial pundit team or a financial advice giving team, he'd probably be somewhere pretty high in the draft, right? Oh, he's definitely, and he's well known in the financial planning world, obviously well known because he's sold you know hundreds of thousands of books over the past couple <laughs> of years uh, but yeah I, I would definitely say that he he's way up there i was told him and i kind of told our i mean that we had almost 200 people between the two events uh, that came so it was pretty wow. large that was just our clients good turnout and I, I i told him i was embarrassed to say you know i i bought david's book when it first came out and actually talked to him briefly during that time. It's before he got, you know, as popular as he is today. And at the time, there was several other things going on, you know, in my practice that I didn't quite absorb the message of what he had to say. And I was reintroduced to him in the book a little while back. And I sat down, I actually read it on a plane, took about an hour to reread the revised copy of his book. And it was just this, light bulb went off uh, in my head, like, oh my gosh, now this makes perfect sense to me. Um, and that's when we contacted him and, and brought him out and you know, got books for our clients. Because I think for the, it's not for everyone, you know, it's not appropriate for everyone, but there were 
things that he talked about that almost everyone could apply to improve their situation from a tax perspective. And that's what we'll spend some more time today just recapping that and going over some of the highlights uh, of that. So I, yeah, it, was, it was great, well-received. Uh, the reason we're bringing him back uh, when he is going to have another book coming out. And this time we're going to open it up because we had a lot of our clients that once they went to this and read the book, they wish they would have been able to or would have invited someone or we had the ability to do it. And so this next event, we are actually going to have our clients have the ability to bring people to the event they think could benefit from it. So I think it's going to be a win-win situation for all of us. Very cool. Well, for those who did not get the chance to attend the event, yeah, give us a little recap of kind of some of your your highlights, uh, some of the you know things that kind of would have made your your news headlines if you were kind of writing an article about it. I think the the opening premise of what uh, Dave McKnight talks about is just our our current fiscal situation. You know, the situation we are our economy is in here in the United States, and specifically the government. And the idea that, you know, or the fact that we have just crossed the $23 trillion mark in our national debt. Um, you go back to 2008, we were at $10 trillion. And so, you know, it, it has grown dramatically in a short period of time. And like I said on our last podcast, I don't believe that the federal government's appetite for revenue is going to be decreasing anytime soon. And so he lays out the, the idea that, you know, 70,000 people are getting to a point of turning 65 every day, or excuse me, every week in the United States. And once you're 62, you're eligible for Social Security. Once you're 65, you're eligible for Medicare. And those are all programs that everyone's paid into all their lives. And those are benefits that were promised to them. And now we're seeing the wave of recipients turn, you know, the age of where they're starting to receive those. And the, the tab for Social Security, the tab for Medicare is a hefty one. And it takes a pretty large percentage of the federal revenue as it is. And so his premise, and they filmed a documentary about it, uh, interviewed economists, uh, politicians, uh, policymakers, and there's a pretty big consensus that says, hey, at some point, we're going to have to adjust something. We're going to have to tighten the belt fiscally. Uh, we're going to have to raise revenue uh, or some combination of those things. And when we say raise revenue, it means we're they need to raise tax revenue. And so the idea that tax rates could go up in the future are pretty potential reality that's going to happen. Uh, we already know that tax rates are going to go up in 2026 automatically um, because the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that is sunsets at the end of 2025. So we go back to 2017 tax rates, which are higher and more restrictive than they are today. So he is basically saying we've been given this opportunity um, between now and 2026 We've got historically low tax rates. We've got a chance to do some planning and potentially do some shifting in our plan to put ourselves in a better tax situation if and when tax rates go up in the future. So that's the, the premise 
of what he started with. And I've, I've kind of been, you know, talking about those same things for a while, but it was great to hear someone else uh, talk about that. And so that's the situation. Uh, the solution is we've all been saving these dollars in an IRA, 401k, you know, TSP, really there, you're getting a tax deduction, you're putting money into this bucket, and you're growing it over time. And we've done this, we've all been kind of trained to say, we'll defer, defer, defer. Because when you retire, your tax rates are going to be lower than when you're working, because you're going to make less money. Well, if you're like most of our clients, you find out that that's not true. That's a misconception. Now, that may be true for a portion of the population, but a vast majority, the average 65-year-old couple, has less than $100,000 saved for retirement. Uh, that is not the family of clients that we have. That's nowhere near. Our clients are that seven hundred fifty to $4 million. So that, that doesn't apply to most of those people. And so the idea that we're historically low tax rates, you know, we've been taught to put as much money away as possible because tax rates will be lower. Well, if that's not true, and if we've got this window of opportunity between now and 2026 to do something about it, doesn't it make sense to explore what those options are? And I think that was the biggest takeaway from the event was, hey, let's, let's understand there's an opportunity. And you have the power to do something about it to affect your situation to the positive for the rest of your retirement life. Those that was a biggie. Seems like you know a big uh, element that you said at the beginning of today's show was that you know it's not for everyone, but for some people, you know, this kind of strategy can make sense. It can be helpful in many different ways. Out of the folks that were in the room. You said, you know, about 200 people came and attended the event. What was their reception to kind of some of these headlines and some of the, the, the facts and information that he was giving? To this point, and I'll reserve, like I'll change, I'll recant my statement. But at this point, it has all been very, very positive. And they said it was at some, it kind of started out to be a little bit scary because he's laying out all these facts about potentially where we're headed from an economic standpoint. But then they said he, he did a great job of articulating, you know, how our, our current you know, retirement saving systems work when he explains the different tax buckets. But the most impactful portion was, well, what do you do about it? What are the tools at your disposal that you can utilize to improve your situation? And so, by far positive, and that's one of the reasons we're bringing him back, is we had such great feedback. And I was kidding with our, our team members and some of our clients. I said, you know, I felt I was a fairly decent presenter, you know, public speaker. I said, but after watching David McKnight twice in one day, I said, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> so he's, he's inspired me to be better as well. Nice. So not just a financial inspiration, but some public speaking uh, inspiration as well from the event. Absolutely. He, passion for what he does. He is a great educator. He gives great examples and analogies and things that just, you know, you absorb, but more importantly, you retain because he made an impact. 
Neat. Very cool. So any other highlights you want to share or want to start talking about some more of the book uh, that he's... Yeah, let's get into the... I think that it comes down to this, uh, and this really dovetails because this was before the Secure Act was passed. And our last podcast talked about the Secure Act. That's right. So the Secure Act makes this type of planning even more important for not only you, but your beneficiaries. And as if you've got a if you've got a desire to leave, you know, some money in the most efficient, effective way, these strategies are even more important, and it's more timely. And I think that people understand now that we've got a clock ticking and that clock ticking is that, you know, tax rollback in 2026. So we've got a, we've got this time period, we've got to make some shifts, make some moves. So we'll just run through just a brief list of things to consider uh, to help improve your situation. So let's start with, if you're working today, and so I'll give again, I've got a, a two clients that are both in the healthcare profession, and they came to their fairly new clients and went to the event. And we just met right after the event. And they said, Well, what should we do? I said, Well, the first thing is let's talk about, you know, what are your options? You know, do you have a Roth 401k option at work? They said, Well, yes, we do. We've, we've got that. I said, Well, maybe we should divert some of the funds that you're putting away for savings. Maybe we should start putting that into the the Roth portion. They said, well, that's a great idea. I said, well, your income is such that if you've got extra money, we can also fund a Roth IRA. Like, well, you can do both of those. I said, yes, you can fully fund the Roth 401k and you can fully fund the Roth 401k for each of you, uh, as long as your income is below the threshold. I said, well, so that's getting a substantial chunk of money into that tax-free bucket called the Roth component uh, right off the bat. And so if you're working, if you have a Roth component, you may want to look at moving money into that. Uh, I've got another client uh, works for very large uh, entity, you would know them, they make vehicles. And they just they've had their Roth 401k option uh, for a few years. But in 2019, they just made it available to do conversions inside of their 401k, which is pretty rare. So we sat down with him. And I said, well, let's do this. Let's start contributing to the Roth 401k portion. And we'll start building up that tax-free piece there. So those are examples of making contributions while you're still able to do so to get more money into a tax-free status for later on down the road. Now, the next idea uh, would be conversions. And what does conversion means? It means that we, we've already put it into the IRA or 401k bucket. We made that contribution into that bucket. Well, now we're wanna, we want to take it one, from one bucket to the other. So if we take, pluck it out of a piece of it out of the IRA bucket and move it over to the Roth bucket, that money gets reinvested and it's going to be grow tax-free. Now, what happens if you pull, if you move money from one bucket to the other and convert it? You've got to pay the toll. You've got to pay the taxes to do that. All right, so it's that's going to be all driven by the other income you have and what marginal tax bracket you're in 
and we at least want to maximize the bracket that you're in. And so there's a lot of work that goes into making sure that we understand where you are financially and how much can we move over, pay the taxes on and keep you in a very similar tax rate. So contributions are continue to put money in if you have the chance of you're working. Conversions can happen while you're working, but also when you're retired. And it's simply moving from one tax bucket to the other to get a better tax situation now and in the future if tax rates were to increase over time. And so those are the two big ones uh, that we looked at. So it's a good recap of some of those strategies, Scott. Now, how does it actually work? I mean, how are we moving that money around? Because I know you've got to be careful with conversions that you're doing it the right way and following the right rules and all that kind of stuff. What are some of the other ways that we can make sure that that happens properly and efficiently? Well, our planning process is very meticulous. So we lay all that out. And so we'll, we'll walk through, you know, the tax liability, we'll isolate where you are as your marginal rate, we'll talk about your ability to do conversions, and we'll talk about the potential impact of those things. So for our clients, we have a very structured process, it's very detailed to walk through to make sure that we're doing the proper planning. Now, one of the other items that uh, Dave McKnight talked about, um, he spent a lot of time talking about, you know, the tax buckets. I know you've all seen that and have heard about it if you've been listening to the, the podcast. There's really three major tax buckets. There's the tax now bucket. There's the tax deferred bucket. And then there's the tax free bucket. And he, we coined a little phrase, if you've got those three buckets, the big question is, well, how much should you have in each of those buckets? And that first taxable bucket, uh, that's going to be where your emergency fund is. That's going to be your bank accounts. Uh, that's going to be where your after-tax investments are, are headed. And why are they you know, taxable because if you have a 1099, make some interest, sell something for a capital gain, you're going to be taxed on that and get a 1099. And so, a rule of thumb there, and I'm not a big rule of thumb person. You, if you've listened for a while, but I think most financial professionals can agree what's the proper amount to have in an emergency fund for most individuals. And you're probably thinking right now around six months. Yeah. Three, three to six, even. I've yeah. Heard it. yeah. And individuals, it's six. If it's a business owner, you may want to have more. But basically, if people have about six months worth of essential expenses, that's a good amount to have in that taxable bucket. And if we move to the tax deferred bucket, that's your IRAs, your 401ks, your thrift savings plans, if you're with the federal government, 403Bs, 457s, those are all things you put money into that bucket, you got a tax deduction when you put it in, it's growing tax deferred, when you take it out, it's going to be taxed at ordinary income. And you're also going to be forced to take money out whether you want to or not at age 72. And so... The idea that, hey, we, we're deferring these things so we're to be a lower tax bracket, if that's not probably going to be true for you, you may want to move money from that tax-deferred bucket to the tax-free bucket. Well, what's in that tax-free bucket? There's really only three things. There's a Roth IRA, 401k, Roth TSP. Those are all tax-free buckets. Municipal bonds at the federal level 
at the state level if you buy it in your state. But the problem with municipal bonds is that interest is counted in what's called your provisional income calculation. What the heck is that? That's how the IRS determines how much of your Social Security benefit is going to show up on your tax return and be taxable. Is none of it going to show up? Is half of it going to show up? Or is 85% of it going to show up and be taxed at your ordinary income rate? So municipal bonds, McKnight talks about this. He doesn't really feel that that fits the bill because it can affect your Social Security in a negative light. Uh, the only other thing that shows up in that bucket is something called the LIRP or the LERP. That's a Dave McKnight phrase. <laughs> the LERP yep. sounds like something out of a Dr. Seuss book, by the way. Yes. The Adams family. <laughs> the Adams family. Where's LERP? Oh, there, uh, yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, LERP stands for Life Insurance Retirement Plan. Yes, I just said the word life insurance. And it's, but it's not life insurance of probably what you're thinking. It's not buying term insurance to pay off your house if something happens early. You know, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about insurance that large corporations structure for their highly compensated employees. Uh, it's has a death benefit component to it, but they're trying to minimize the actual death benefit and maximize the amount of cash that grows inside of it. Uh, because inside that LERP, uh, the 7707 uh, tax code, I believe, don't quote me on that, but I believe it's 7707, is a tax provision that allows for money to grow inside of that properly structured life insurance uh, to grow tax-free. And it can be taken out uh, of that strategy tax-free if structured correctly so you can there's no limitation of money going into it you can put as much as you want you can take money out tax-free there's no required minimum distribution uh, on that and as long as there's a rationale for the life insurance coverage that can be used for tax planning you know down the road let's say you uh, both spouses pass away and the kids are going to get a large IRA, the kids are going to owe a big chunk of money on that, you know, once they take it out. So maybe that life insurance to help mitigate those taxes the beneficiaries would pay. Some people will use that death benefit uh, to hedge against long-term care. You know, take a fraction of their IRA out, 1% or 2% per year, and they put that into life insurance to provide a long-term care benefit. Simply stated, this is easy. It's harder to explain over the air than draw a picture. I'm a big visual person. But if you put a tiny amount of your IRA into that life insurance every year, and let's say it gave you a $400,000 death benefit, that they're going to give you basically 25% of that benefit every year for four years. So they'll pay you $100,000 of that death benefit while you're alive. That's why it's called a living benefit. So let's say you start with 400,000, you take out 200,000 for long-term care, you pass away peacefully in your sleep. Well, what do the beneficiaries get? Well, they get the remaining $200,000 from the life insurance as a tax-free mm. benefit. So the life insurance retirement plan, LERP uh, for short, is simply one of the buckets via the tax code that you can put money into grow it tax deferred, take it out tax-free, provide a tax-free death benefit to your heirs, and or provide a long-term care hedge. 
you know, for, you know, later years. I think that uh, is becoming more popular. I can say after the McKnight, uh, Dave McKnight Power Zero, uh, we had a lot of questions about how that LERP works. And again, it's a little more technical that we get into in the podcast, but it is an option for the right person or the right couple if it fits in their overall plan. And so I think there was a lot of aha moments for people when he talked about just maximizing Roth contributions, Roth conversions, LERPs. He basically said, those are all tools at your disposal. And it's probably going to require a combination of all of those things in different degrees to get the most efficient plan for you and your family. And so he was very balanced on what he felt uh, was the most important. And in his mind, the Roth uh, conversions, Roth contributions are probably the mainstay, and the LERP is a very close second as far as a, a vehicle to use to enhance the tax efficiency of your, of your retirement plan. Well, it's neat to bring in these outside voices like this, but ultimately, people are coming to the event and listening to this podcast for your expertise, of course, Scott, and, and your clients certainly rely on you to help guide them to make the right decisions and, um, you know, and, and all of that, of course. So how do you then take all that information and the, the helpful kind of guidance that David McKnight gives in an event like that and outlining of those concepts? How do you then decide to use those concepts with your clients, deciding who's right for what different strategies and which ones do you use out of kind of all of those you've covered today uh, in your practice? And do you find yourself turning to the most i think we're like a better term agnostic to the strategy we open up our tool chest and all the same things are at our disposal and it's our job to pick the right tools to apply to each individual situation because nobody's going to be the same but it starts with doing a forward-looking tax review to see where are you headed? What road are you on? And once we have a comprehended where we're headed, then we can find out what's, what's the window of opportunity we, can, we have right now to improve the situation. Do we do contributions? Do we do conversions? Do we fund a LERP? Do we do all of those things, one of those things, combination of those? That is the art and the science of planning is looking at each individual situation and looking at their specific uh, wants and needs and applying the correct strategies to improve the situation. So it, it's a collaborative effort uh, with, with us, with our clients. Uh, it's a collaborative effort with potentially the tax preparation person they have or the people that we use. The folks that we use to refer to for tax preparation, tax planning, they understand the opportunity that we have right now because of low tax rates. Uh, they understand the power of doing conversions, the power of doing contributions, the power of funding a LERP. Uh, so we've surrounded ourselves with a group of professionals that not only are advisors, tax professionals, estate planning attorneys, uh, you know, through, you know, separate affiliations that can work together on the behalf of our clients to get the best possible outcome with the information that is available and planning available today. 
It's interesting to uh, kind of view those different viewpoints and get that information. And I'm glad that it was a successful event that had a lot of good feedback from folks, Scott, and uh, glad that you're going to be bringing David back in 2020, as I'm sure with 200 people at that first event, there'll be a lot more interested in coming the next time around. And now we've got the SECURE Act to put things into perspective as well with David, and I'm sure that'll add some additional flavor to the conversation. So look forward to having him back with you again. We'll have to get another update next time he comes around. Yeah, I think next time we're going to try to uh, carve out some time to actually do a podcast with him. So oh, very should, cool. should be good. Bring him on into the studio. That'd be yes, fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Excellent. Or we'll take the studio on the road to him if we need to. There you go. Very cool. Well, uh, we appreciate that, Scott. And again, if you want to learn more about The Power of Zero, there is the book out there, The Power of Zero from David McKnight, or just keep an ear out for when he'll be returning. And you can come meet him in person and attend that event that Scott and the team will be pulling together again here in 2020 next time David comes for a visit. Uh, thanks so much for tuning into the program today. If you have any questions, for Scott about your financial or retirement plan, you can always reach out at 913-393-4724. That's 913-393-4724. Or go online to listentoscott.com. That's listentoscott.com. Scott, thanks for the help this week, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Looking forward to it. Should be fun. That's Scott Dugan and Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on Your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.